to the city, baby. When you see us, so you know you really viewing greatness in the making. Double up on facts we stating. Podcast and cruise control, city, state, the nation. So what you saying? What we saying? Prime information. Facts, keys to the city. We are locking the statements. Streaming every Friday. And ladies and gentlemen, we are back. Clovercrest Media presents Keys to the City. We are streaming on all social media platforms at Keys to the City. So subscribe, comment, share, and like. Sorry, I'm just in a laughing mood because that was cracking me up before we went. Look, <laughs> you got Dan, guys, and you got Joe. Can I throw a wrinkle huh? into this real quick before we get into our normal topics? Is this Joe's um, one more thing or Ted's one more thing? No, this has nothing to do with one more thing. What do you think about the Giants should sign Brandon Jacobs to play DN? I, he looks good. Bring back Jacobs. Bring him back. Dude, I would be so run. happy. I love he, BJs. That's my guy. That's one of my favorite Giants. Of all time. He could definitely, he's got the size and athleticism. I think, listen, if you're going to give Tebow the shot, I think you should give him a shot. I mean, absolutely. Listen, he said, if I get cut, I'll, I'll take it like a man. But I mean, he looks we need, great. We need, hey, we need defense alignment too. We can never add enough pass rushers. Bring them back. Let's go. I'm all for it. I just, I just wanted out. So we, ne- we haven't talked to any Giants. I know we're not going to yet, but um, yeah, we're not. See what you're, see what you're feeling on that. And if you're so- enough, we're not talking about any football today, but we are in the midst of a great period of time of sports right now. They're on in the NFL. There's about to be some big news next week. We're going to hold off on that with the Julio Jones because he will be playing elsewhere. We just don't know where. There is a team that offered him a first-round pick. We don't know. They said an NFC team. I say screw it. The Giants should go all in and go get Julio Jones, too. They got two first. That's all I'm saying. But we'll talk about that all next week. The guy that's all the time is talking about another receiver. How many receivers are you lining up on the field? 12? We're going to have it all, bro. We're going to the Super Bowl. Seven on seven? No linemen? Absolutely. That's what football's become. That's what football's become now. It's just seven on seven. Oh, my God. Oh, my goodness. we got to give DJ the help. No, well, we'll be talking about the AL East. We usually talk a lot about the Yankees, but we're going to be talking about the AL East as a whole because the AL East, other than maybe the NL West, has been dominant with the Red Sox offense, the Rays consistency, and the Yankees are being the New York Yankees. So we'll talk all about that, which team is currently the best team in the A-Lease. But I wanted to start off with the NBA playoffs, and then we're going to branch off into this. Because now, as we all know, ladies and gentlemen, there are fans back in sports. The NBA playoffs, though, have been great. I've enjoyed it all. There has been some surprises. The Dallas Mavericks are on the verge of maybe ending the Clippers' little they were trying to get their little dynasty going. Maybe that could be over with after tonight. You got the Lakers series. That's been great. The New York Knicks, Joe, that stadium or MSG has been rocking. I'm loving it. I'm happy to see the fans. Ted, what have you been thinking of this NBA playoff so far? Well, I mean, I know we're going to talk about, but the fans is, that's the biggest thing I've noticed. The fans of all, yeah. for, for the stadiums or the arenas that have been, capacity-wise. And the Lakers, I didn't realize, last night's win was the first win the Lakers had at home since 2012. It was 5-18-2012. Um, their last playoff series was five was 2013. Yeah, they were saying yeah, COVID. And then the last year with COVID, they didn't, you know, they didn't have a season at home. But, you know, I mean, you, especially the Knicks-Atlanta series, you, you can, I mean, the crowd won game two and almost won game one. The crowd mm-hmm. was electric. Um, the stadiums that do have the fans, I mean, fans 
in the stands make the game so much better. I mean, what a difference between last year's playoffs and this year's playoffs. I mean, even the hockey playoffs. The hockey playoffs have been extra extraordinary. I've watched even, a lot of the hockey even with base, Even with baseball, I mean, you could just tell the difference in general with fans. That well, wait till they have more it, of a bigger capacity in baseball. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like – you know, you get a Yankee Red Sox series with more than 15,000 people, it's going to be electric. And and that's something I've noticed with the hockey playoffs. I was telling Joe before, I watched the Islanders close out the series the other night against the Penguins. And then I watched the Knicks the same night win game two. I mean, and both stadiums were – I would have loved to have been at both games. I mean yeah. – you sent me that video when Obi Toppin had the alley-oop. I watched oh, that. Was, that was sick. I had goosebumps. I, I think I sent you that bo- to both of you, and I just – I had absolute, like, goosebumps just watching. It just felt good to see fans back in the stadium. I mean, the NBA playoffs in, in general have been great. The Eastern Conference has been probably pretty much one-sided other than the Knicks series. Looks like the, the Bucks are going on. The Nets are going to go on. The Sixers, the three best teams in the East, they're going to clean sweep, it seems you can, like. You can tell those three teams are the best teams in the East, and it's going to yes. come down to those three. I think the West is, the West is wide open right now. The Sixers are going to take care of business on whoever they play, Atlanta and the Knicks, because that series, those two teams are going to wear themselves out, and then yep. Sixers will take care of the business. That Nets-Buck series, I think the winner of that series – Goes if they the don't get beat up too much, we'll go to the finals. The winner of that series will go to the finals. Finals, And the Lakers are the best team in the West again. They have regrouped. They have refound their charm, just, just like last year. They, they got the, the, the Bucs right now. The I, Joe, if you want to come in, I know, you're, I know you're looking at other stuff right now, getting stuff ready for when you want to chime in. Have you been watching any of the NBA playoffs? Be honest. So I've been paying attention. Like again, I'm, 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 I hear the Knicks aren't going to come out of this thing. Although I just saw at MSG, you have to be vaccinated for a second round ticket, which I think is super interesting. Um, but yeah, no, I've been paying attention, and what I've seen is that the fans are horrible. What is? <laughs> What is wrong with people? Are you yeah. sitting? You you've been sitting at home for a year, for what? So you could just rush out and like, you know, call Jay Morant racial slurs. What is, what is wrong with people? I, I I'll tell you right now. Pandemic and we're spitting on people. Spitting like, on people. I mean, like how classless can you be? Honestly, that that you would. First of all, here's the other thing. Who thinks that's okay? You know, we we were talking a little bit earlier, and I told you guys, I was at a game where Matt Stairs of Oakland got rattled to the point where he missed a fly ball by a mile. It went way over his head. Mm-hmm. And it was all in good fun. I mean, I felt bad because they were like, you know, they were going after the guy's family. Yeah, I don't know if you saw some of the stuff they said to Jay Morant's wife, but... What was his, it par- was his parents? Is his, his parents? Parents, parents and either girlfriend or wife. I don't know what I read there before, but um, they said some pretty nasty stuff to her, including some sexually explicit stuff. I don't think I need to tell you probably what they said. Yeah. Um, and then there was a F-U-B-I-T-C-H in there uh, before the third, third different fan that got tossed from there. See, you this is- hey, you know what's funny, though? When... When the fans do it, the other fans have no problem once something goes down. He did it. They have yeah, no it was problem. that dude. Yeah. Now, I'll, tell you, I'll tell you one thing, though. You know what the NBA needs to do? And the thing, put these guys on blast. Put their social media out. Put these people out. 
So you want you want to be a you're a big tough guy in the stands, right? Well, let's see how big tough guy when you find out because you know like someone will do something, there'll be like a video of like Chick-fil-A when someone acts a fool, starts saying stuff and they post a video and they're like, Yeah, you find out two days later they get fired from a job. I'm not saying they should get fired. I'm not saying someone should get a lifetime ban for arena. But put these guys on blast. You want to be a you're a big you're a big boy to spit someone or call someone the n-word or the, you know tell her a sexually thing or you want to drop popcorn and soda because here's the thing I bet you spend about 150 to 300 dollars on that ticket to watch one of those guys plays not just oh, you, mean, you mean you mean the Knicks games that are 900 dollars yeah and that guy was sitting close right to this and you can only imagine he was right in front of this um right almost on the court so that's probably a what over a g maybe hey, I don't know, let's just say good thing he didn't spit on 50 cent because he'd be he'd be dead <laughs> he'd be missing he'd be um, made of, he'd, be, he'd be made of 50 cents that's what his body would be after him it'd be 50 cents worth playing into, look there's been great with the fans don't get me wrong seeing fans back with baseball it's awesome. Seeing fans back in the NBA has made a huge impact, and you've seen an MSG. But there is also the bad that comes with having fans back. And if you don't know what we're talking about, well, the recent actions speak for itself. Russell Westbrook gets care gets walking back to the to the locker room after an injury, sustaining an injury, and a man wants to throw popcorn. He's lucky Russell Westbrook didn't slip away from those security guys or his ass would have been beaten. And I was hoping that just one day these little punk people, I, I want to swear so much because this, this crap infuriates me. Because it's just, it's you pay all this to come watch these guys and you want to do that. That's not a fan. A fan is just booing, yelling. They're not swearing, or swearing dropping F-bombs, yelling at people, using racial slurs, spitting on someone. That's the most disrespectful thing that you can do to a human being. You spit on somebody, you're pretty much telling them they're dirt. It's the most disrespectful thing. Those aren't fans. Those are morons, imbeciles, buffoons, people that shouldn't be allowed in these stadiums. It's disgusting. I love that there's fans back. Don't get me wrong. I'm so thankful that after this whole year and a half that we finally get these fans back. But then you see stuff like this that's happened in Utah multiple times, what happened in Philly the other night, and in MSG the other night. It's unex it's unexcusable. It's disgusting, and it's it pisses me off. Because you get, you get these punk-ass people that want to come in and think, oh, well, I could do whatever I want now because I'm back in the stands. What if these players did have the, what if they were allowed to have another malice in the palace? I'm not saying having a huge brawl around the stadium. I'm talking about mano y mano. You want to you want to spit on me? How about you do it to my face? Okay? You want to throw popcorn at me? Meet me outside after the game and let's see if you got the balls well, to let's do. Let's just put him in the center of court and and everyone pay for a ticket for pay-per-view and watch Russell Westbrook kick the shit out of that guy. And I got and I and we're 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 getting fear because it's 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 fear it's, it's we've been just, cooped up we've been, we've been cooped up for a year in a pandemic right yeah you lost the privilege of being able to go to sports games when I went to the Yankee game for my birthday a couple weeks ago when we went with a couple of guys now listen we we were heckling the Houston fans I was heckling but I wasn't saying what some of the other people say whatever listen that's everyone's prerogative you do what you got to do you're the one that's got to sleep on your own pillow at night and be comfortable with what you said. But you would think that fans would take a better appreciation for missing out on what they truly appreciated for so for so for so long. Going to a baseball game, going to a basketball game, they will appreciate. For and you know what the bad thing is, it's stupid that we're even talking about this because for the other fifteen thousand fans that were at the Knicks games, 
They're great. I mean, listen, Trey Young, you're balding. Trey Young, you're balding. I mean, that's classic. I mean, that's beautiful. Well, they're I mean, also saying that's not worse here than Donald Trump on saying. his head. I mean, it looks like a bird's nest. Okay. And then, and then, I mean, it's, I mean, I mean, he's 23 and he's got less hair than, I mean, a, a toddler coming out of the womb. I mean, it's unbelievable. And then, you know, popcorn and soda. I mean, you drop popcorn on Russell Westbrook. Like, what? I listen, I understand it's popcorn. Like, there's no harm, but it's yeah, disrespectful, yeah. bro. Have you ever, I mean, I've never had been a food fight, but like, I've seen you see videos. You see people. Like, I don't think. You can, hold on. I don't think you could ever get into a food fight because you'll be wanting to eat the food. You'll be like, hold on, I gotta eat all this food first. Don't throw. I need to I try. Catch all it my, I catch it with my mouth, but no. Like if someone ever hit, hit me with food, I would freak out. And I, 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 I hundred. And I sent you that guy to hold him back. And listen, good for the NBA and those teams that individually ban those guys. But there should be more of a shame. I mean, the guy who spit on him. Sorry, crime. That's that's a crime. That's that good. is that is an actual crime. You mm -hmm. can't go out spitting on people, especially when we're in a pandemic where you're supposed to wear a mask and you're vaccinated. Like for the past year and a half, we said, like, "What are you doing?" This is what I would say, and it just shows even more that we already knew about this, but it just shows the lack of respect that is in this country in general. It just shows that we just don't have no respect. No, say what you're going to say. Bro, not only lack of respect, but stupidity. Can you yeah. imagine being a fat, out-of-shape loser walking onto a basketball court and approaching a seven-footer like this guy? Oh, that is one of my all-time favorite moments, dude. You don't roll up to Jermaine O'Neal like what? That's not that's so, not smart. So Colin Coward had Metal World Peace on old, the old Ron Artest. That was his name originally. So Ron Artest was Ron Artest. It's still Ron Artest. His name is just Metal World. <laughs> <laughs> he's still Ron Artest. He's not the old Ron Artest. What do you well, think? I mean, the artist formerly known as Ron Artest. You know, 50 Cent, whatever. So, yes, well, once so known Ron, Artest. Ron, Ron Artest was explaining the situation, how that all started. So the guy, John Green, was bet $50 for his buddy. Like, he'd be like, hey, Joe, you can't hit Ron Artest with this cup of juice for 50 bucks. That's how it started. So, yeah, now, long story short, Ron yeah. Artest is actually very good friends now with the guy who started the fight, who threw the bottle cup. He was telling him, talks to him no, on like cool. a weekly, talks to him like on a weekly basis, just talks to him. Sort of guy, wow. they had to go that's to court cool. and everything. Um, and <laughs> that's awesome. Go to court with court, no, really and it's funny because he goes. He, Ron Artest didn't realize the guy hit him because the guy Ron Artest was going after in the stands. And the guy Green, who actually did it, was holding him back. He goes, but no one sees the video of the guy throwing the cup at me. All you do is see me running up into the stands. He goes, the only way we found it out was when we had to go to court because they wanted to make Ron Artest a criminal. Like, oh, literally, they – see, this is what's funny. You, If, God forbid, Russell Westbrook or any of these guys ever retaliated, right? Yes, yeah, he's looked off. We'd be looking at it in a whole different perspective. First of all – we know racism wouldn't be involved. Oh, there's another black athlete doing cr stupid things. You yep. know what I mean? Because, you know, that's the first thing that comes to everyone's mind. <coughs> Can't control themselves. You know what I mean? And 
but you know, we look at it from the other thing. Yeah, they get a bash and they get banned, but these guys should be publicly humiliated. Sorry. You're if you're that much of you got the cojones right. to do something like that, then you gotta take, you know, the of the get an eye for it's like an eye for an eye. I, I mean that guy is lucky Russell Westbrook did not get slip away. Oh, he was going up there. But Russell Westbrook was going to go beat that man up. And that's another thing. If that's the same way, well, what's that guy going to do? He's going to get his ass kicked. And what happens? Oh, he's going to press charges. Like, like, like what usually would happen, but it's just, it's just not right. It's just, we've been discussing this because, and all sports networks have been discussing when you've had a very, very entertaining NBA playoffs early on so far, there's been a lot of good going on. You're really seeing the NBA talent at its finest right now. Meanwhile, we got to talk about nonsense like this because it's just not needed. It's BS. It's disrespectful. I like, wonder. It's just unbelievable. I wonder how much of this, because it seems like it's been white fans. Well, and I don't want to make this the whole thing, but no, I think the, hold on. I think the there's guy a was, lot of fire from what happened last summer. And yeah. then with the bubble and, and, you know, their, the ratings were down and a lot of fans were upset that these players, uh, you know, basically took a political ground, which they well, did. What, what did Kyrie Irving say the night before all three of these incidents happens after the Nets won against the Celtics, they were asking about him going back to Boston. He goes, listen, I understand Boston fans are crazy. Let's just hope there's no racism or racist. Whenever he said that in his press conference the night before. So in the wake of him playing tonight against the, you know, in the Celtics, because don't forget, he didn't play this year, Trev, up in Boston. He mm -hmm. didn't play. Remember, he sat out. So yep. this will be his first game back in Boston. So what type of, you know, you yeah, know, Boston, you know I'm not knocking Boston fans because fans everywhere are idiots. But, you know, there is a there is a, a stigma about Boston. Boston, Boston, Boston gets they more can be a little harsher. Yeah. They can be a little harsher than other fans. I just think. It's unfortunate because, like you said, Trev, we have seen great basketball games. The Knicks game have the both Knicks game have been great. We've yep. seen great play from LeBron James, Anthony Davis, Damian Lillard, Jokic. I mean, uh, the Milwaukee Bucks. The are Yanks, you're getting like Luka Doncic. I mean, you're seeing stars. The NBA, the future of the NBA, looks so bright for post LeBron because, well, we know LeBron's been the the guy at the top, and now this you got such a great young talent pool in this NBA that you got to talk about bad stuff like this because of fools that we've been waiting for. We've all been waiting to go back to see. I mean, Ted, you already went to a Yankee game. It's the first time that you got to go back to a, a Yankee game in over a year and a half, two years, I should say, since the, when we went to the ALCS. It's been that long since you went to a Yankee game. I haven't been to a sporting event. And now all these people are going back. We should be accepting this. We should be thankful that we're kind of getting back to some sort of normalcy. But no, we got to act like fools and, and a-holes. And we got to act. There's just no respect. It's just not needed. We should be thankful. We should be happy. And we should be enjoying these basketball well, Look at the country we live in. As much as we, yeah. all, we love this country, this country is so great. This country stinks. This country stinks. There's, there's, there's such a lack of respect. There's such a it stinks. It's just, it's just unfortunate. Well, the country, the country is great, but the people in it stink right now. Lack of respect because of everything that has transpired in the last. I'd say this country has gotten worse, more worse in the last, last and 20, I don't last twenty years. I'd say the last five, a lot worse. No, it's been like this for a while. From the I end of Obama's second reign through Trump through now, that is when things have really taken a nosedive I've seen personally from 
you know, listen, we've had incidents. We're not idiots. I mean, we're old enough. Joe's a little older than us and has seen things. But especially in the last eight years, we have seen a definitely much more racist, mm-hmm. uh, disrespectful, inconsiderate country throughout the whole country with all people, white, black, yeah. Asian, hey, you know, I mean, you got black players sitting out because of guys getting shot. You're hearing, you know, older Asian people getting just walking down the street and getting karate kicked in the head. I mean, you know, just the it's country just- itself is out of control. And I think that, like, we have to also remember, this is still a basketball game. Like, you pay hundreds of thousands of dollars to watch these people play a sport, a game. They're, this is their job. Like, can you imagine, like, these people, they work, like, in an office, like, on 54th Street in New York, like, in a business? What if Russell Westbrook came up the elevator and was like, you know what? Quick kick, bang! Yeah. <laughs> While he's working at the desk. There goes Roadhouse. Your head. You know Roadhouse. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. just something like that, you know what I mean? Come on. It's just, it's unfortunate because playoffs have been great in all the sports, basketball and hockey. And then, you know, you know, baseball's really starting to turn up. Fans are spinning the stands. The games are starting to get better, warmer weather. And, you know, football will have full capacity in most of the stadiums once September 1st comes. So, you know, let's just hope that people can be a little bit more considerate and enjoy and appreciate these games for what they are. And let's not get so worried about racism and whatnot and, Cheer for your team. You can say what you got to say about the other team, but just be a little bit more respectful. That's what it comes down to, guys. There's just no respect right now in the country, and it's showing. In that, and we've been for a year and a half, we've been on this hiatus of not having fans and stands, and now we get the opportunity to finally see it. And what happens? Got to deal with this BS. I've always been – I've always – I've never been comfortable with people booing. You know, I understand you want to boo, right? I mean, you know, a, a pitcher. Uh, a pitcher. Boo. No, you know, boo your own team, right? Giancarlo stands oh, for himself. Throw, I'm, I'm, down my throat when I boo my own team. No, you hold on, because this is when Giancarlo Stan made his uh, his much anticipated Yankees debut. I boo Eli. You got mad at me, and he had four Ks, and you're like, boo, he stinks. I'm like. Don't be one of those idiotic fans after one freaking game. I hate when people boo. I hate when they boo their own guy, especially. I, I just think, you know, I mean, right? Who like your boo? guy. Who do we boo? You shouldn't really boo anybody. But if you're going to boo somebody. I, boo Gary. I, boo I Gary. think you got to. In 1998, he booed the A's. But he booed boo, last years. You got to boo situations, not people. You know what I mean? Don't don't boo the player. I told you guys I was at Randy a uh, Randy Johnson start in 2005 at Yankee Stadium. You give up back to back to back homers, and he was out of the game in the third inning, and the fans were booing. And I was like, "It's a 300 game winner, one of the greatest." Oh, yeah, right. I, I I had never seen him pitch in person before, and it wasn't what I wanted, but I got to see it. Yeah. You know, I went and saw Wayne Gretzky's last game at the Garden as a Ranger. In score. And no points. I didn't boo. The the pleasure was seeing one of the greats of all time on the ice, finally, for the first time in my life with my own eyes. I wanted to say I saw it. So, you're to me, right? And again, you talk about respect. You're ruining other people's experiences as well. Spending $150 on a on a bleacher ticket that, that doesn't entitle you to ruin my experience if you're sitting next to me. 
And I've often chastised the people in my section when they're running their mouth or booing. You should I don't bring, like that. It's tough to bring your kid. Like, Joe, like, you know, you got your younger son. Like, honestly, yeah. you know the old saying, earmuffs? You might as well make your son wear earmuffs at the Yankee game if he's sitting. Now, or, here's the difference, or, though. Or, or you will, I'll put it this way. I've watched the games. If you're sitting in the richer seats at Yankee Stadium, you won't hear so much of that that dirty talk that we're we're expressing yeah. right now. If you're sitting in the $150 seats at the bleachers or the $50 seats, you're going to hear a lot more of that because, sorry, the $400 and $500 seat people usually don't act a fool. Most of the time. Not saying all the time. And I'm only speaking in baseball terms. No, it's just, it's just a damn shame that we got to deal with this stuff. And you know it's only going to get worse. Because it's just the way it is. It's yeah. just it's terrible. Yeah, I bet two NBA teams in the league have have talked about this and probably put a bigger emphasis on it. Because it's ridiculous. It's it's just plain and plain and simple. Well, especially the spitting. Especially the spitting. Oh, that's, is, that's, that's the first time we've seen popcorn or something get thrown at a guy. Okay, we've seen that in years. So that's not unfamiliar. I've seen it before. You know, Westbrook and got into it with a Jazz fan. We've seen other stuff happen before. But spitting on someone's a whole different level. Listen, what's it? John Moran's parents is the first parents that ever got, you know, crap in the stands, you know, from yeah. other. Listen, then put them in the suite and don't let them have to deal with that. That's what I would do. I wouldn't put my parents in the when stands. When I go to sporting events, the only people I boo are the referees because they deserve to be booed. Right, Ted? <laughs> I put Ted in the awkward position. Referee Ted over there. I'm just kidding, Ted. <laughs> well, that's the only people I like to boo when I'm at games. I don't really like to boo. I used to. I used to be one of those guys. But I've, I've, the way that it's – what do you mean? You don't think I what, – what, I'm not that bad. Give me an example. No comment. Well, what game? What team? What player? Come on, I'm asking. I don't remember. What, what was exactly. the game that we were no, You were booing when we were drunk at the Yankee game that Playoff CS, right? Was that the CS? Oh, it was with the Astros. I don't like the Astros. I, I don't boo. <laughs> I boo. You, know, you should have heard them. F this and F that and screw you and this and that. He was giving I, it to I've never, He I've told never him, go back, to, go back to Cincinnati. Yeah, go back to Houston. Speaking of baseball, the AL East. Now, we're going to get on to the MLB because, well, we like to talk a lot of MLB on this show. We usually like to talk a lot of Yankees, but we will talk Yankees. But I want to talk about the AL East as a whole because this division, alongside with the NL West, have been awesome, have been just great to, great baseball, great teams playing, six teams. These are six of the best teams, maybe the six best teams in baseball right now. But the AL East is what I want to talk about because we are Yankee fans and we're going to stick to our – division and only our division so the question is very simple these are three of the best teams in the al they got the red sox offense who's been nasty carried by rafael devers jd martinez Alexander bogarts and christian verdago and those guys have been excellent their offense has been great the pitching is in question. The Yankees have been the uh, have been one of the favorites for the past well forever. So they're always going to be in the hunt in the AL East. And then you got the consistent Rays. So I'm going to ask you guys, and be honest, who is currently, and I mean currently now, not in in three weeks, not in a month, not at the end of the year, or not back at the beginning of the season. I'm talking right now. Who is currently? The best team in your mind in the AL East, Joe, I'll start with you. Is it the Sox? Is it the Rays? Or is it the Yankees? It's 
the Yankees. Okay. And I'll I'll tell you why. You know, I think when it comes to the Red Sox, the more I've looked at the Red Sox, I mean, they're off to a pretty fantastic start. You mentioned it earlier, team no one expected to be there. Whether Chris Sale makes it back and if he's impactful or not, I just don't think the pitching is there. Okay. If you if you look at the way Pavetta and Avaldi have pitched so far, they're, they're not pitching great. Mm-hmm. Pavetta, I believe, is six and zero, oh, and his ERA is uh, almost four. He's he's not exactly throwing shutouts, so uh, it, it's really been, uh, I think, more a matter of three point eight six. Yeah, that's not that's. I mean, he's six and zero with a with a with an ERA like that. Again, they're, the the pitching isn't great. Their bullpen's still not settled. And I mentioned this earlier, it's four guys that are doing all the damage in Boston right now. I just don't know if that's sustainable over the course of 162 games. Looking at Tampa Bay, it's the same thing. I mean, their offense has cumulatively done well. Mm -hmm. But, I mean, outside of Joey Wendell, I mean, nobody's really tearing the cover off the ball there. Austin Meadows has been hitting a lot of late. But, again, I have to think, if, if the Yankees, I mean, I, now, again, I'm a little concerned with the Corey Kluber thing. I think if he's going to be out for the two months that they're saying, that could be an issue. Uh, but the Yankees are clicking. Glaber Torres is hitting the ball better than anybody right now, and he still only has two home runs. Yeah. I think this is a guy who's going to start hitting bunches of home runs soon. Um. I think if you look at the Yankees and ask yourself uh, if not for 25 guys thrown off on the base paths, what things might look like, you know, the Yankees have played. Not only was that five and 10 star bad, the pitching was bad. The hitting was bad. The clutch hitting was bad. The running was bad. The defense was bad. They started to get everything back together again. And now we're dealing with a couple of injuries. Now you got Luke Voigt's hurt and Stanton's obviously think, been out and Hicks gonna, is out. We're going to have to watch out something else because what caught my eye last night was in the same predicament, they didn't use Chapman last night. He I was think sick. Some, well, that's what it was. That was end of reporting. Okay, I didn't hear. Yep, I didn't yep. watch Morakovic's um, uh, postgame thing because yep. <laughs> I was like, all right, here, here it comes. Here comes his, like, 10-day DL. The reason why I was laughing while Joe was talking because I was just clicking the AL East, and I'm laughing because it said New York Post said two men were booted from the Yankee Stadium last night in the double hatter after re- having a banner over the thing that said Trump won, save America. <laughs> oh my God! So Again, dude, right? I mean, imagine you've been stuck in your house for a year and a half. You want to go and watch a baseball game, and it's like I'm gonna just be an obnoxious dick. Well, he he had a big beer, like like Joe. I'm talking like a big. Oh, I saw it. I saw it this morning. Trump won. Save America. Oh my god. But I don't. I don't know how you get booted. I mean, just tell him to put it away. So I mean, I don't know. I guess everything with Trump affects it. But listen, the question <laughs> like, anytime you mention the mention the T word now, it's just like, nope, you're done. Okay. You're and it's funny because before he was a, before he became president, he was actually kind of liked. You know what I mean? He kind of joked about it and then became being president. It's like, yeah, he's in. So getting back to the question you what you asked. Right now, you ask me, I'll take the race. Because I I think the Yankees are not the best team right now because the team that is on the field right now is not the best team. We have too many injuries and too many concerns, and they're not hitting the ball consistently enough. Even though I know Judge has been hitting the ball well, Glaber's been playing well, I know Sanchez hit the ball well, but DJ's not playing up to our expectation. 
all right? The pitching has been great, but I have a little concern with Kluber being hurt, so that means everyone else has to step up. Herman pitched great yesterday, but we only got two hits, and I've seen that too many times so far this season. But to my point is, when we reevaluate this question next Friday or Thursday or Friday, after the Yankees play a seven-game set with four games against the Rays starting on Monday and then three games against the Red Sox, let's see how the Yankees do in those seven games. Mm-hmm. We'll see how they do against the four games against are the Rangers. Home? Are they both home? St- are they both home uh, stand home series? Have, give me one second. I know I, they're home against the Sox. They are, they are home against the Yankees. The Yankees they're are playing the Yankees. They're at the so Tigers. Good. They're at the Tigers this week. Home against the Rays, and then home against the Red Sox. There are seven uh-huh. games set, and then they go to the Twins. Uh-huh. Here's my other issue with both Boston. And Tampa. Yeah, Joe, I wanted to ask you this. What would be your biggest concern for each team if you had to? Well, Tampa specifically has played like garbage in that garbage dump of a stadium that they played. But they played played so well on the road. They're 19-7 and on the road. That's that's great. But, I mean, think about the last team that played 500 at home and had a good – and and made the playoff. It doesn't happen. Wasn't it the Yankees a couple years ago, Joe? Didn't the Yankees have a better road record than home? They might have had a better road record, but we've never – Well, and again, that's one thing where – I mean, so, so, right, 81 games, you're playing uh, 81 at home. So, say you're – you know, you're – you're you're fifty and, and and thirty-two at home, and you're fifty-two and third. I mean, whatever. Yeah, I know what you said. Six to one, half dozen the other. This is bad. These these teams are playing five hundred at home. Both the Red Sox and Tampa. I'm more concerned with Tampa in regards to that because it's not a fun place to play. It's not a good place to hit. It's not a good place to pitch. I think if you're going to try to hang with the Yankees and the Red Sox, and through twenty-six games, you're you're. I mean, again, for a team that's Playing sixty, you know, winning at a sixty-one percent clip. Yep, they're nine five hundred at home. They're nine and one. They're nine and one in their last ten. The Rays. They're thirteen and thirteen at home. Nineteen and seven on the road. The Yankees have the best home record in the division at fifteen and eleven. They're fourteen and ten on the road. They've won seven of their last ten. So, yeah, hold on for one sec. Hold on. wouldn't you be more impressed, Joe, that they're winning on the road because no. they could get it going at home. Whereas you're going to have to go on the road in hostile environments. Sure, that's going to – but again, that's going to fall off 19-7. and I mean, they've played 18 games against the West so far this year, and they're 9-9 and against, you know, the Rangers, Angels, and Mariners. Give me a break. So, again, people want to – well, the Yankees aren't beating the O's and they're not beating up Toronto like they used to. Well, I'm sorry, who's Tampa Bay beating? Who's Tampa been whipping? Have they been whipping up on Oakland and the White Sox and the Red Sox or no? Because I don't think so. So, again, you could criticize the Yankees for the way they're winning. You could criticize the Yankees for who they're winning. But then you won't make that 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 same thing when it comes to Tampa or Boston. Yeah, they beat the, Blue um, Jays, the Royals, the Blue Jays, the Orioles, and the Mets. That's been their last. That's been their last four series since they've gotten swept by the Yankees. Yeah, the wonder they played so well. But, hey, I know you can only play who's on your schedule, but I know. Sure. I I just like the Rays right now. You said the question right now. Ask me the next Friday. My evaluation might be, hey, listen, Yankees just won five out of seven against the Astros and, I am excuse me, the Rays and the Red Sox. And, but listen, I I think at the end of the day, we all agree, even though we're biased because we are Yankee fans, that the Yankees team still has the best team because they have the bullpen. They have the better bullpen of the three teams. 
I believe they have the better offense when they're fully healthy. When they're fully would, healthy, when Boyd Stairs because the Yankees they, haven't been. I would still say the Rays because the Yankees haven't been able to beat the Rays in in those moments that we expect them to prevail and come out on top. It's been like the Yankees kryptonite the past couple of years, and I know we all can agree on that. That the Yankees have been have struggled mightily against the Rays. And I'm talking about in the regular season slash postseason. They just they they have the number of the New York Yankees. Maybe this year will be. I'm hoping this year is different. I really am. But right now, I, I would I would go with the Rays too. And like I said, like what Ted said, my mind can change in a week because we could get a true test now of where the Yanks rank in the AL East. They're gonna have a four game series against the Rays at home, and then you get a, and then and that's another thing. The Rays are on the road. They've been road warriors so far. They've been winning on the road. Let's see how they do when they come to Yankee Stadium. And then you play the Red Sox, and we all know how that always is. That's always a, a classic bloodbath. Plain and so, I'm gonna go with the Rays. I would say the Yankees would be right under them. But if I had to say a concern, I mean, what do you think is your biggest concern for each team? Joe, you said for the Rays it was not winning at home. Yeah. And uh, the Red Sox, you would probably say, is the pitching, right? Because the, the, the offense yeah. is there. It's just the pitching. Sure. I, I think I, I mentioned those four guys are carrying the team. Um, yeah. I think they those guys could do it all year. They're good enough. Certainly are. We've seen two guys. Carry. I mean, the old Red Sox teams had it was it was Judge. Um, excuse me. It was Manny and Ortiz, and then you had a bunch of role players that had key hits. But th those were the two big guns. But you got like Joe just said, those four guys. I mean, they're they're just piling up numbers right now. And so for the Red Sox, that's why they're. I mean, they're like leading the league in runs per game. So yeah. I mean, that helps. Listen, we've talked about this before. Me and Joe, who we've gotten arguments about the pitching. Listen, when you're scoring five, six, seven runs a game. You know, your pitcher could be at a four four point oh ERA if your team scored six runs. You know what I mean? It's it's it we know that. I mean, just like football, we talk about you score thirty points a game, you make your defense better because you know they know your team's gonna score and, and most of the time you're up, which means you make that other offense predictable, which means you're pass rushing and it's a different ball game. So what is your biggest concern for the Yankees then right now? Injuries. Injuries. It's been a, it's been an issue the three, four years. I mean, here's the thing. So Kluber's been phenomenal, right? He looks he's looked like the Cy Young pitcher that we thought. But now he's out for two months, right? He's got some shoulder strain, which maybe the Yankees should have skipped his start, even though he had an extra day of rest after that no-hitter. Because even David Cohn was talking about it in the game yesterday, saying um, after he pitched that perfect game, he was never the same pitcher afterwards. He said that a lot of times pitchers sometimes are never the same after because of just the mental stress and you know now it wasn't Cooper I think pitched only I had to get 101 pitches to finish that game so it wasn't like Yolan Santana for the Mets when he had like 144 pitches because he was never the same either but you know last year he only pitched what one inning or one game and then you know he hasn't pitched much and then you know you got the kids uh what's it James Talian Talian all the time um, you know, he hasn't pitched a full season. So, you know, when does his injury concern ever spray up? Herman didn't pitch much last year. They, and all for the most part, everyone's been pitching really good. Montgomery's looked really good. You just you just wonder, you know, when yeah, can we is, see, it's not will, it's when will it happen in injury. Can we see all these three teams being aggressive at the trade deadline? 
I see. Here's the thing. I don't think the Rays will ever be aggressive. They make you know puzzle pieces. You know they chisel an end off. They put a little piece to get a utility player. I think the, the Red Sox. You could see them going after a pitcher, and and then and here's the thing. Me and Joe have always talked about. The Yankees are going to hopefully get a healthy Severino back, right? So you're bringing an ace in the hole late well, in the season. Could look for a lefty? Like I've heard, of, I've heard of like a Joey Gallo be on the market there's some players that the yankees have been intrigued on how the market shapes up because if you get a lot of teams where like right now at least four teams are in the bid for the for the division so and if you look at all the other divisions if you got three four races you don't have sellers but if you got teams where it's like okay one team is blowing away the race and the other four teams have no chance they'll become sellers but if you got like the at least they might all be buyers you know the the race the blue jays may go we got it we get Springer back in this offense lineup with Glad and all the players that we have on our team. Is it more likely for the Yankees? Is it more um, likely, Joe, that the Yankees go offense or would they add another pitcher? Knowing with the Kluber situation, don't know how he's going to return coming back. Um, Talion struggles at times. And even Severin is going to come back. We're going to hope that he – and. I hope he comes in and I hope he does great. I really do. But could they could you see the Yankees going for a bat or could you see them going for another pitcher adding to the the rotation? I feel like in years past where the obvious thing was, you know, the Yankees need a pitcher, they would go out and get a guy like David Justice midseason. Mm-hmm. So, you know, uh, and then they'll still add a pitcher, but you know, they, again, you end up making a lot of these phone calls, and Brian Cashman's one of the best in the business. I think if you're the Yankees, you're open to everything. I think your immediate short term, you got to find some outfield help. I've seen Joey Gallo's name come up, a guy who could play the corner outfields and the corner infield positions, which would be nice and give you give you some uh, uh, some flexibility. Is because I, I tell you what, I don't like, especially with Voight Hurt. I don't like Lemayhew uh, playing out of position. That's a Gold Glove winning second baseman. He's the best second baseman on the Yankees. That idea of putting Glaber over there is so dumb. He was a bad second baseman too, people. Um, but I think the Yankees do have to go find an outfielder. Again, a guy like Gallo, to me, just really it, – it, it, he fills a lot of needs the where you can is, move him around in a lot of different places. But I think is, Joe, he, they're he's always going to look for pitching. He's a strikeout. He's an all He'll or fit nothing. right in. <laughs> fit right in He'll the crowd. fit right in. That's <laughs> – listen – Here's here's I, I I know we would all love the Yankees to go out and get a guy with a 440 on base percentage who hits 325 and slaps the ball the other way. We love that. He steals bases and his defense is great. That he wouldn't fit the culture. There's I know who is that even not in <laughs> not in 2021 Major League Baseball, but. The, the, the Yankees, whoever they get, is going to be a guy who hits about 240, strikes out a ton, and hits a bunch of dingers. But let's be honest. If there's something to be concerned about with the Yankees, they've scored the fifth fewest runs in the American League. They've only scored two more runs than Baltimore. The difference is the Yankees' uh, plus minus is a, a plus 30. Baltimore's at minus 61. So, again, that's pitching. These, this Yankee team has got to start hitting, and more than just hitting, hitting in the clutch, yes, 
hitting homers, just not seeing. We need some six home yeah. run games. Haven't well, had any this year. Well, here's the other thing: if you don't get thrown on the base out every time at bat, you have extra uh, extra at bat, which means you don't have extra outs. I mean, like last night, beautiful opposite double for Florio. Sanchez is rounded third. The ball's in um, Bichette's hands, and Sanchez is rounded third. He gets thrown out by 45 feet. It's like, whoa, easy. He's the catcher. Sit him right there. You got second and third. We still, we have another back coming. Like, yeah. let's be smart. Like, you know, the, you know what probably times the team guys get thrown out is listen. It's going to cost the Yankees. It's going to. It's inevitable. That's the one thing I say about the Rays is they and we, Joe, we've talked about this, which makes them so aggravated is they do everything fundamentally right. You know what I mean? Yeah. For them, there's no shortcuts. I think I'm what do you, what do you, look at you both. Both, both. What's the matter with you two? What, the, what do you mean, what's the matter with us? Oh, what's you were you, you, you were getting tired a little earlier. I saw you. Don't think I didn't see you. Oh, like you, know what I was gonna say? you know what I was going to say is and I'll get both of you to laugh. I, I pulled the Steve Rizzo. I'm like, ah. Remember Steve used to do this all the time? Oh, He's yeah. Do you know what I was going to say about the whole Gary thing? Do you, do you probably, you guys could agree with this, that there were probably Yankee fans hoping that when he rounded the bases, he tweaked his hamstring or something and said, no, no, no one wants that. Every Yankee really? fan was, was really? everyone. You don't was, believe that Yankee fan? Really? You don't believe that? that? They're, they're not Yankee fans. Listen, I want him to succeed. I want everyone to succeed. It's aggravating when they don't because you know the talent's there. You watch him at that home run last night, and you're like, it's there. You know it's there. He's just not consistent enough. It's been there for, it's been there for four like, years. His, his at-bats are like Shaquille O'Neal's free throws. You know he can make the free throws. He whoa, does it in the gym. Whoa, whoa, Don't ever compare Gary Sanchez to a Hall of Famer Shaquille O'Neal ever but again. You, you I think that was perfect. You understand, Mike? <laughs> because Shaq, they've said Shaq could hit like 30 for 30 free throws in the gym during practice rounds. But in the games, he'd, you know, he'd be like five for 13. And it's like, Gary, you know, listen, you know, when you watch this guy play, you're like, He's a good hitter. He really is. He has all the tools. And then you watch like a bats will go 0 for 3. And then the next night you'll see 2 for 3. You'll see you'll see a rip, a double and a home run. You're like, dude, where is this, bro? I know you got it. The consistency, which kills him. And it's a lot with a lot of the Yankee guys. The consistency. Glaber, you know, listen, you know these guys are good hitters. That's why they are where they are. And why the Yankees have not given up on these guys. They just haven't been consistent enough. And I don't know if it's if it's a mental thing with these guys or if it's a coaching thing with these guys. And I don't know that because I'm not there in the locker room to evaluate that. But these something players. is wrong with this team because they are too talented. For Clint Frazier, listen, the only reason why the Yankees kept Clint Frazier is because of his bat, not because of his glove. Now well, the guy's like a ball club off and he can't hit a lick of the ball. Can we be honest? If the boss was still around, half of these players would be gone. We're in Probably. a soft. We're in a soft generation right now. Probably leads like the all-time record in strikeouts. So I'm not talking about. I'm not talking about the country. I'm talking about in in sports too. The Yankees know. are being soft. They're gonna just. They're gonna. If the boss was around, half of those players would be traded, right, Joe? Yes, sir. <laughs> See, he already knows. Joe, do you have your one more thing, or I do. You know what? I'd like to say Gary Sanchez. <laughs> It, I, he, no, no, hear me out for a minute because you know what? People call him lazy. Does this look lazy? Six starts, I guess it is. So the bullpen shouldn't be quite as worn out. The 2 1, and this ball's hit to left field. Pretty, hit, hit pretty well over the head of Guriel. 
And off the fence, he'll get it back into the infield. The runner coming home, and the relay's got him by 30 feet. Sanchez is out by a country. All right, 30 feet. Give me a break. It was a lot closer than 30 feet. Well, no, down. more like 45. But, but it listen, might have been 45. He was hustling. He was hustling. Because even a couple weeks ago when he kind of pulled up a little bit, he was hustling around the bases. He's going as fast as the body can move. It's no different than when Trev tried to turn triples in the softball and be thrown out by a mile. <laughs> and then Uncle Ron would yell at him and go, where are you going? Trev I, had a, you know, I had a triple before. I did get a triple. You no, know, he would think he was running so fast when really – those feet were moving faster, but the stand wasn't anywhere. Well, if you saw me how I run, you'd, you'd crack up. I just feel like since Gary Sanchez lost the starting job, he's playing better. His catch, the starts he's had behind the plate, the pitchers have thrown the ball really well. You saw him. I mean, dude, that's as fast as Gary can run. He was trying really hard to extend the lead that he had already given them with a home run. Another two-hit game for Gary. Hasn't really been striking out. I talked about this last time. He's been walking a lot more. Look at the on-base percentage between him and Kyle Gasioka. He's got a much higher on-base percentage. I, I Here's what I'm saying about Gary. Look, maybe Gary is never going to get the starting job back. Maybe this is going to be a platoon, at least through the rest of the way. If wrong. Gary continues to play as well as he does in the few starts he's getting every week, I'm I'm all right with that. I really like what I see. I think I have no problem with that been a lot better. I have no problem with that because you know what? When you do get your starts, it's kind of like he's more focused instead of the five games, you know, where he's got to catch two games, you're focused. Listen, you know who else hit really well yesterday and starting to hit better? And Duhar. Yeah. Because he's getting at bats on a consistent basis. Wow, this he's is, still listen, this is Dude, watch a Yankee game, bro. I never know when Nolan Duhar was still around. Dude, he's starting. That's how you know. He's playing left field and and, and doing a but pretty bang-up job. He played, he played, left, field. Field. He played oh, left field last night. He played left field last night. Played both ends of the doubleheader and left. Yeah, and he was... Is, that, he's gonna, is that where he's going to be um, playing a lot? Well, right now, because they have no outfielders. Yeah, amazing. When we we had what seven outfielders? Like, remember, like spring training? Like, what are the Yankees doing with all these outfielders? And then now it's like we have no outfielders. Listen, if anything, if his back comes alive, that's positive for the Yankees, and it's positive for the Yankees if his back comes alive because if God forbid you have to use him in trade bait, you use him. You know what I mean? But yeah. listen, if it's hitting, more power to us because we need every every person to hit the ball that we can find because this team is inconsistent. And again, it's sad. Luke Voigt is going to go through. I know this is going to be a thing all year with him. I know it is. Well, let's let's close out with this. The AL East has been great, and it's going to continue to be great. And the next week will be a telling sign for not just the Yankees, but the Tampa Bay Rays and the Boston Red Sox. Let's see who is legit, and let's see who is kind of a phony. A lot of good stuff going on this weekend. You got the NBA playoffs. Cannot wait for more NBA action tonight. Do the Clippers go down 0-3? Boy, oh boy, there is a mess brewing, possibly, with the secondary team in L.A., the L.A. Clippers. And we got the New York Yankees. I told you we'll also be talking NFL because Julio Jones is on the midst of being on a new team. So once that happens, we will get all that information to you. We are streaming on all social media platforms at Keys of the City. So subscribe, comment, share, and like. And you can follow also the Joseph Aguirre at Twitter, 
or a Clovercrest Media podcaster, Joe. Nobody circles the band like the Joseph O'Brien. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, Clovercrest Media presents Keys to the City. We are out. Yeah. Keys to the city, baby. When you see us, so you know you really viewing greatness in the making. Double up on facts we stating. Podcasting, cruise control, city, state, the nation. So what you saying? What we saying? Prime information. Facts, keys to the city. We are locking the statements. Streaming every Friday.